Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hi, Bold Gold Crushers. I am super excited today about our two guests, Katie and Amanda from the Bold Women's Society. And they are looking to create a world where every woman unapologetically pursues her dreams because she has the confidence to be bold, the courage to be authentic, and the power that comes from being supported. I don't think I can find any closer aligned guests than these two. So super excited to have you both on the Bold Goal Crusher podcast today. Well, we are super, super excited and stoked to have this bold conversation. Ah, Well, let's jump in. So first, tell me, uh, you are the founders of the Bold Women's Society. What does that mean? What do you all do? I'd love to hear how it got started. Yeah. So I'm Katie, and um, I'll tell you a little bit about my story and how Amanda and I got together. So went through and had an amazing career, found myself in the C-suite in the corner office, and really was burnt out and miserable and unfulfilled. So seven years ago, I walked away from all of that. And what I wanted to figure out how to do was lift up women, encourage them, doing that through speaking and through coaching. But I wanted to do it on a bigger scale. And so I had just kind of, like so many women, I, I kind of was timid about it. And in 2020, the beginning of COVID was actually my 40th birthday. And I realized that if I was going to do something bigger, it had to happen right away, especially, you know, living through a once in a lifetime, hopefully once in a lifetime pandemic. So I launched Bold Women's Society, terrified. I had no idea what we were going to do, really. I didn't really know um, how we were going to make money, but I knew that there was this opportunity and I shared it on social media, scared. So for anybody in your audience who's saying, oh my gosh, how do you do it? You do it scared. I shared it on social media and Amanda and I have been friends and she saw what I was doing and she called and said, hey, what is this? I told her that I was recruiting advisory board members. She bravely asked, you know, hey, do you have another spot? And so I said, yes. She jumped right in and really helped create the beginnings of Bold Women Society. And about eight weeks later, she called and said, I have another crazy idea. Would you be willing to let me partner with you and invest in this business and and be your co-founder? And we went down that journey and she did. And so I'll turn it over to Amanda to tell her part of the story and kind of how we all are aligning and going forward. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Katie. So Amanda here. Um, So I'm a little bit different than Katie in that I am still climbing the corporate ladder. I'm very much involved in the industry that I work in. But what got me to the place that I'm at today 
was that fast? We back up 10 years ago and from the outside looking in, it seemed as though I had, I kind of had it all right. I checked off all the boxes. I had a great career. I had strong relationships and everybody always said, man, you've made it. But despite having all of that, I found my, myself in a place where I needed to find supported like-minded women who were feeling the same way that I were, who kind of wanted more, who felt stuck, who felt unfulfilled, who felt unsure of what their next step was going to be. But in that search, I fell short. There weren't a lot of outlets. I didn't know who to turn to. And all the people around me kept saying, well, you should be grateful. You have it all. Everything is so great. But the more conversations that I had with women, I saw that women were hungry to connect as they navigated, just like I was through this uncertainty and how we were trying to create this career path and fulfill our dreams. But the lack of confidence is what kept coming back up. Mm. And so I heard this time and time again, and I felt this in my own life as well. And I knew that things had to change. So I, you know, sought out this group and actually funny enough, Katie didn't hit on this. Mm -hmm. Katie was actually the very first executive coach that I had ever hired. Um, So she was right out the gate, right out of uh, leaving, leaving the corporate world in the executive coaching and she got me at probably the lowest place that I had been where I was so unconfident in myself. I was very shook. I didn't know where I was going with my life. And she taught me some things to help figure out what do I want to be when I grow up? Who's the woman that I want to show up as? And in going through this transformation, I knew I wanted to help other women do the same exact thing. So when I saw what Katie was doing with Bold Women's Society, like she said, I I called her up and I said, hey, what, what is this Bold Women's Society? Tell me what you're doing. And I obviously I fell in love with the mission and the vision and just helping the idea of helping women unapologetically pursue their dreams because they have that confidence and that community behind them of other women who were trying to do the same thing. It just seemed like a no brainer. And what do they say? The rest is history. Now we're here spearheading bold women society together. Oh, I love this. And I love this story and surrounding the word bold, because Katie, you said you took this bold action and left your job and people were probably like, what are you doing? And oh, then, people thought I was insane. Yes. Yes. Um, and then the same thing with Amanda, like you got involved and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I need to be bold and invest in this and I need to become a partner. And I love that. And I also love that you brought up confidence because I think many times when we think about the word bold, it takes confidence to be bold. Bold isn't just something that you, that status quo, it's something that's very different and it takes a big action and it takes that confidence and Katie hit on it too. You do it scared. So talk to me a little bit about how you inspire women to be bold and some more about that word. What does bold mean to you both? Yeah, I'm going to let Katie say, so since Katie founded Bold Women's Society, Katie is very much the person who loves looking up words, she loves finding the definitions of things and how she even got to incorporate bold into the name of Bold Women's Society. Katie, share that with everybody because yeah. I just, I love it so much. Yeah, it's so funny because I had had this idea to, to bring this company to life and I actually had a completely different name. It was going to be, um, the, the word confidence was in it. And when you start to build a new company, you've got to do things like look to see, is it already trademarked? Look to see, is it taken on social media? Look to see like all of these things. And what I realized is it was already taken. 
And so I did, I sat down and I really, I wrote out a manifesto of this idea of what, what have I been seeing through my coaching of how women were holding themselves back? And I wrote down all of these different words and I used the thesaurus, which is my favorite, um, favorite app. And it's up on, the, on my phone all the time. And the reason I liked the word bold and the reason that I also use the word society is because I wanted to create something that was inclusive, that we can talk about the fact that being bold is scary. It is hard. But Amanda and I, you know, we completely believe that we get one shot at this thing called life. That's it. One shot. So if you, you can be average, you can be good, you can be status quo. Why not be bold? Why not really step into that? And I think the other thing, Sarah, is that what we've found is that sometimes women are just waiting for someone to give them permission. And I thought if we're going to give them permission, we are going to give them the biggest, boldest amount of, of permission so that they can just completely, completely go for it. And so a lot of what we do is we teach women like, how do you find your confidence? Where does that live? What does that mean? Um, we teach them how to, how to love themselves. I mean, we have a client right now that we're working with and, and she has said, gosh, you know, I, I don't know if I can say that. And we're like, well, you got to be brave and bold to do it. Um, but that's what we want to encourage women to do so that when they show up to the next hard thing, they carry that with them instead of self-doubt, self-loathing, et cetera. I love it. And I also think we're on the same journey when I started thinking about my podcast and my community that I work with, because one of the things that I had a lot of clients say is that, well, I really want to do this, but I can't, or they would come out and, and get the confidence to say, I want to start my own business. And then right away, all these people would jump in probably similar to when you left your corporate job. Well, you can't do that. Well, when are you going to find your next job? And when are you going back to work and all this stuff? And so it takes a lot of courage to be bold. But what I really find is the important stuff, the stuff that really matters at the end of your life, your legacy projects, those things aren't easy. And many times women get into, and men too, they get into what's easy and that routine of life. And then they don't ever really pursue those bold goals because of all the other people out there telling them that they can't do it, or it's, it's really difficult. There's a lot of puzzle pieces. And so I want to go back to your comment about society and groups of women, because unfortunately or fortunately, everything that somebody wants to do, somebody else has probably done some version of that. And the reality is when we do step out and, and step into those bold goals or those bold aspirations, if we find other people to help us lead the way, we actually are able to achieve it a lot more quickly. So talk a little bit about the, the community and the society that you formed and then how you help other people so that they can achieve those goals. 
Sarah, this is such a great question. And it's everything that we embody with Bold Women Society. And one of my underlying themes, like I said early on in my career, I lacked confidence. But what we found is that everybody lacks confidence. It doesn't matter what level you're at. You can be a top athlete. You can be a, an Oscar winning actor. You could be the CEO of a company. Everybody gets rattled from time to time. So it's this belief that sometimes if we can't find the confidence in ourselves, we need to borrow that belief from somebody else. We need to be able to lean on other people because we're often our own worst critics. We say things to ourselves in our head that we would never say to somebody that we care about, to a friend, anybody, right? So it's, it's helping to shape, reshape that dialogue that continues to go on. And you hit on something so powerful, Sarah, when you were talking about other people's opinions playing into what you do with your life and you're having big goals, big aspirations. I was actually, I just spoke on a panel literally right before we hopped on this podcast and somebody said something that really hit home with me and that's main character thinking. We need to start getting into main character thinking where you are the main character of your life. And I've heard different variations of this before. And a lot of times we, we let this outside noise, we let this supporting cast in this movie dictate what we do with our lives. People who are seemingly insignificant, we're letting them have a significant impact on our life. Yes. So it's getting yeah. back to that main character thinking. When you want to do something bold, when you want to do something that, that, is, that is ambitious, whose opinions really matter in those moments? And that's a lot of what we teach in this, in this community is what can you control? What can you not control? Yeah. How do you reshape that narrative? How can you start living your life as the main character? How can you start dreaming? We, we, Katie and I were just talking about this yesterday on a coaching call. Most people, if you ask them what they want, they can tell you 100%. They can list 100 things that they don't want, but very seldom can they say, this is what I do want because we're not allowed or we just don't ever think about ourselves in that way. So getting back to that main character thinking is so important um, in a lot of what we do within the society of Bold Women's Society. You know, I want to touch on this because I have a lot of, I have connections to the movie industry. I wouldn't say a lot, but several. And one of the things that I love about this main character energy is it's not just about the main character. They do shape the entire film, but they have people, directors, and all these people supporting them. But what you will hear from people about the really good main characters is that they don't just take direction. They don't read the script and say, this is the script. They shape the movie. And they do that by making recommendations and taking control and really submersing themselves in that character. And they become that character. And it's not the director's movie. It's not somebody else's movie. But those films where that main character really shaped the film are the ones that we remember. They're the ones that we are like, that is epic. And that's because they took control of that character's life that was probably written for them. There was lots of other feedback and people who could have influenced that, but they stepped into that and were able to make a much better movie than was ever written because 
they were able to really take charge of that and and shape what that character is going to be. And I have had people who are writers say, I never thought that character would be like that on screen because they wrote it one way, but that person brought it to life. So I love that whole concept of the main character energy. And that's not easy sometimes. It's not easy to, to do that, but when that's done, I mean, think about how different life would be if everybody did step into the main character energy. I love that, Amanda. So how yeah, do we think, do that? Oh, go ahead, Katie. No, I was going to say, I, I think that you're right. Like, that's hard. It's hard. And one of the things that we really want to make sure that women understand, and Amanda touched on it a minute ago, was nothing is roses, all roses for people, right? Every single one of us has doubts, has challenges, is afraid, is scared, is worried, you know, all of those things. And so part of it is if you're going to be the main character of your life, you have to really embrace that part of your journey of being a human is the ups and the downs. And one of the things that we also subscribe to and talk a lot about and teach people is this idea that you start to just embody everything is always happening for me. Even the crap, even the crap, right? It's happening because I'm supposed to learn something. It's happening because I'm supposed to feel the grossness, right? There's a reason why things are happening and believing that it's just going to be for your betterment and for your benefit. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but somewhere in your life, you are going to need that experience and, and understanding that, you know, the best movies, right? The best, the best TV shows that are out there, you don't want one-dimensional characters like they're not fun to watch who wants to watch the the story of like everything is perfect right that there's no arc in that storyline and so you just have to be willing to say okay just like I wouldn't want to watch that I don't want to also be that right I, I can be a full person that experiences all that life has to offer good and bad you know and that really ties to the identities that we take on like I think about women who are in business and they take on that that is their full identity. And what if their business is sold? What if, you know, something happened during COVID and they went bankrupt or they become a mom and that's their identity. They're no longer introduced as their name. It's so-and-so's mom. And I think that happens a lot to people where they identify with that one thing and going back to being multidimensional and having a lot of different interests. It's hard sometimes to shed those things. Like Katie, you mentioned you were like this corporate person. And then all of a sudden you said, I'm not a corporate person anymore. And people were like, wait, what? No, you're a corporate person. <laughs> when are you going back? Um, so yeah. talk Yes. Yeah. I mean, quick, quick story yeah. about that. I mean, I was the career chick in my friend group and that's how people knew me. And I remember I, I, so I resigned in May. Um, 
2015. And in August of 2015, I was on a trip and I was in the pool um, at a, a resort in Cabo. And someone that I met said, what do you do? And I started crying at the pool bar because I was like, I don't, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I do because everything had been wrapped up in that one specific part of my life. And I had to really take time to unravel it, to be able to figure out like, who am I outside of just the job? And so it's funny because, you know, in America, for sure, like we, the first question we ask people, it's not like, you know, what do you care about? What are you passionate about? It's what do you do? Like, we probably need to be a little more creative and not just pigeonhole people into, especially women, because we do wear so many hats and are play so many roles um, that it's not just that. Yeah, you hit it spot on, Katie. It's 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 removing that title narrative where where who you are, your identity is tied to what you do. And a, one of my big things is I like to help women see that you get to shape the woman that you want to be. And this goes for men too, right? But we, we work with women in bold women's society, but it's getting to the, who, who do you want to be five years from now, 10 years from now, not what are you doing? Who are you? How are you showing up? If you're a mother, how are you as a mother? If you're a spouse, how are you as a spouse? If you're a colleague, a coworker, a boss, a leader, how do you show up? Who do you want to be? And just giving more permission to ourselves to say, you know what, maybe I don't like this version that I'm showing up as right now, but I can work every single day towards this woman that I really want to be, how I want people to feel when they're around me, the legacy that I want to leave. I know that's such a big word, but but it's true. We impact people so much more than we realize. We don't ever think about how we're impacting ourselves and then how that plays out into the people that are around us. So the more people that we can get to open their eyes to say, what do you want? What lights your soul on fire? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? That trickles down through generations, right? And that's what lights us up so much with what we do at Bold Women's Society is seeing those light bulbs go off with women. Then they're like, oh, I've been living my whole life and I never stopped to think, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? Mm -hmm. And you, you said it earlier, Amanda, that when you ask somebody, you know, what do they want to do or, you know, where do they want to be in 10 years? Um, they can give you a list of all the things that they know they don't want, but it's much more difficult to say, this is what I really want. And, and I, I actually think deep down, we know, I think it's hard to vocalize it because there are all those critics outside our heads, but also inside our heads. Like, who are you to say you want to be a movie star at the age of 40 and you've never done anything with that? You know, it's like, it, it's the internal pressure, but it's also the out, outside pressure because I think deep down, we truly know what we, what we want. It's stepping out to say it. Sarah, I 1000% agree. And I will tell you this. Seven years ago, when I quit my job and I took time to figure it out, what I wanted to be was a speaker. 
I wanted to use my words to influence and motivate people because it's a gift that I have. And I was so terrified to say that Mm -hmm. I became an executive coach. Mm -hmm. I did speak to get clients, but I didn't really pursue becoming a speaker. And even when I launched Old Women's Society, part of the reason was the conferences that I want to speak at, the stages that I want to be at, when you looked at those people, it didn't say Sally Smith, executive coach. It would say Sally Smith, founder of such and such. And I thought that I have to do something bigger. But two years later, and Amanda can attest to this, like I have had to really trust myself and dig into the depths of confidence and courage and boldness because it still has been scary for me to say, no, I full-time actually want to speak. Mm-hmm. Like I love being on stage, but it's, 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 you know, so even, even when you, even when you launch a company called Bold Women Society, you still can be like, oh, can I do that? Can I do that? And, and I think that that also goes to show um, that we're just, you know, Amanda and I are just human too. Yeah. And I remember telling one of my coaches one time, I said, you know, if I knew the work that I was going to have to do on myself to be able to be who I want to be, mm-hmm. like to do this work, I think I would have just stayed in corporate America. Like I would have <laughs> just been like, I'm good. Right. <laughs> Um, but at the end of the day, the legacy that, that I want to build, the legacy that Amanda wants to build is, is it, it takes that, it takes that bold, um, step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Katie, I want to add too, that it's, it's the power of what we do as partners as well. And it yeah. just goes back to having that community, having that support. One of the things that Katie and I did, Sarah before we decided that we were going to do this together was we did our due diligence. We sat down and said, what are you good at? Where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Let's compare those. Let's see, where do we complement each other? What does that even look like? And over the course of almost two years now, we have such a better idea of who we are as women. Like Katie said, her fully stepping into, I am a speaker. Mm -hmm. I have a gift to use my voice. And I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And in doing this work, we found out that I really like to write and I Ooh. have a gift at doing that. And that doesn't mean that Katie doesn't write and that I don't speak. As I said, I just got off a panel yeah. conversation, you know, uh, uh, presentation right before we got on this. So it's not saying that you can't do things that aren't maybe your number one, but it's having somebody, having a community, having a support of somebody that says, can look you in the eyes and say, this, you are really good at this. You need to step into this more and allowing yourself that space to be able to do it. And that's, you know, Katie and I tell each other this all the time that we're so fortunate to have each other as partners because we're both that backbone for the other person where we unapologetically push each other. (laughs) You know, I know this is uncomfortable, but I know that you want to do this. You need to do it. And that's, just the power of what we're also teaching the women that we work with in bold women's societies that you can do the things that you're afraid of, because I guarantee you, whatever you're looking for is on the other side of it. It's just having the courage, even if it's borrowed from somebody else to take this bold action, to step into the woman that you really, really want to be. 
Yeah. And I, I love this. You brought this up earlier as well, Amanda, athletes, even top performers, people that we look up to, they're nervous, they lack confidence. And I think so many times that stops us from doing something. And so I hope that you have on your business card, Katie speaker, I hope you have on your business card, Amanda, author, or writer, or however you want to be titled, because when we don't put that out into the universe, people don't know how to connect us to what we are looking for. And so I always use this example, like I'm booking speakers all the time. I didn't know you were a speaker. So if I didn't know that, I don't know what to connect you to. If I put you in the corporate box. So when I used to work in corporate America, I was the director of operations. And every time I went to an event, my assistant and I would crack up because after the event, you know, I'd pass out my business card. We'd have all these conversations. We would get calls about people wanting to service our copier and clean our carpets. And so that was her litmus test of whether or not that person actually listened to what I talked about, because one, I don't have anything to do with the copier at the time or the carpets. And I was in fundraising operations, helping people raise money, nothing to do with the carpet. But because I didn't have a clear enough message, apparently, or didn't put it out into the world of what I was really looking for, what people thought they could help me with was my carpet and my copier. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I want to change this whole thing about what do you do? We need to stop leading conversations with that. I think we need to start leading conversations with what, what's your legacy? We might end up having more people crying at the bar in Cabo, but (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but look how it turns out. So it's not yeah. so bad. Somebody, um, I think a mentor of all of ours, Chris Harder, always says that your life is the equivalent of the tough conversations that you're willing to have. And so that's just part of it, right? Having that tough conversation with yourself, having it with somebody else. So what if it ends up in tears? I bet there's yeah. happiness on the other side of it. Yeah. I'm wondering what that person thought, thought after you started crying at the bar. <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> So shockingly, we became friends, Um, great woman. And from Oklahoma city, her husband and my husband became friends. And it's funny because now she knows who I am and has seen the change. And, and it's also interesting because she didn't know me when I was in the C-suite. She didn't know the old Katie Langford, you know, she met the, the middle, the messy middle, like right in the messy middle. And so it's fascinating. And, and yeah, it's that opportunity to be vulnerable and let people um, see you. And, and also to, you know, I think I do this myself. I put on a face sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? Like I put on a, who do I need to be in this very moment? Yeah. And I'm constantly reminding myself you're worthy, you're bold, you're confident, you can be exactly who you are. You don't have to put on airs. You don't have to show up. You don't have to pretend um, to be someone that you're not. And it's okay that you're still a work in progress. Cause guess what? 
I don't care if I live to be 110, I'm still going to be a work in progress because, you know, I'm, I'm always going to have something. I'm never going to be perfect. And that's one of the things that Amanda and I supporting each other, Amanda will, she knows this, like I sometimes step into perfectionism and get stalled because I went away. And I mean, it's like, you're not perfect. Keep going. Come on, like stop, stop trying to be perfect. And I even have on my board right next to my desk, done is better than perfect. Ooh, that's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think what you really touch on is it's okay not to have it all figured out. And in fact, when we act like we have it all figured out, other people maybe can't relate to us because they think, well, I have to have it all figured out. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And that, that for us, it, that's part of being vulnerable with our community. You know, that's yeah. part of um, saying, you know, we're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect. We've had people we've, who've been clients of ours, who've been in coaching programs with us, who've really allowed us to figure out what we want our company to be, um, who have allowed us to try different things and go on the journey. And you know, our goal is to always leave them better. And one of my favorite stories is a client of ours that was one of our very first group coaching program, like literally when we had no idea what we were doing. And she just happened to say on a call one time, yeah, I've always kind of wanted to write a children's book, but you know, who am I to say that? And like three weeks ago, she had her children's book launch because our community was like, you have to do that, Lori. That is incredible. And she went and she did it. And that to me is the power of how we as women can come together because who knows what, what child she's going to inspire, right? Who knows what other woman she's going to inspire. And if we don't do what we're supposed to do, if we don't step into who we're meant to be, then someone else isn't going to get that benefit. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. And so many times people make little comments like that, like, oh, I've wanted to write a children's book. And that's the first time that they've probably ever whispered that out. So I love that your community was able to rally and support her in that because what else is she not sharing that she wants to do as well? So I love it. So how does somebody get in contact with you? How can they work with you? What's the best way? Yeah. So the, the best way that people can, can connect with Katie and I, and just continue and follow us is we have a texting community. That's the thing that we use day in and day out. It's the best access to us. So all somebody needs to do is just text the word hello to 214-949-4715. We send out daily texts with inspiration, confidence boosters, but we focus a lot on personal and professional development tools, strategies, um, and it's Katie and I who respond directly back. So if you text us, we text you back, um, and that's that's the best way um, and the funnest way to stay in contact with us. Ooh, I absolutely love it. It's like your personal uh, you know, cheerleading squad right on your phone. Sounds great. All right. So everybody text Katie and Amanda and ladies, I just want to thank you for what you're doing 
for women, helping them to be bold and creating that community of support. Because as we talked about, it's not easy to step in to what you really truly want in life and having support and cheerleaders and people who are willing to push you as well, give you that little nudge and get in your head to tell you that you can do it are what will truly make your dreams come true and help you to take those bold actions. So thank you so much, Katie and Amanda, for being on today. You truly have really brought some bold ideas to the podcast, and it's been my pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. We, uh, we truly appreciate it. Um, loved the conversation. And just thank you so much for the kind words with what we're doing with Bold Women Society. Oh, I love it. All right, ladies, go check them out, text them, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368. 5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.